All right, everyone. Hope you brought your geek because it's time to get it on. Aloha, triathletes. Welcome to another edition of Get Your Geek On, the podcast designed to get y'all geeked up about the sport of triathlon, whether you're an Ironman veteran or just thinking about doing your first sprint triathlon. That's right, so if you're willing to sacrifice for something that's greater than you, you've come to the right place. I am the Iron Kahuna, podcasting from Tri-Geek Dreams Labs in the OC, Orange County, California. And this is Iron Will, coming to you from just outside the Windy City, from the Through the Wall World Headquarters. Iron Will, how are you doing today? I'm doing fabulous. It is 50 degrees almost here. and oh, it's freezing. Uh, whatever. Um, yeah, it's about 50 degrees and a little rainy and just perfect running weather, so I'm happy. Nice. Are you going to go for a run or, or have you already gone today? I already went. So You're an animal. You're having quite the off season. You know what? It's because I took so much time off last season, um, or last off season rather, and uh, just swore I would never take so much time off again because it was such a pain to start up again. Right. Um, and uh, so, yeah, now this season I I took a little time off, but nothing like last year, so. And what are you doing? Um, we have, let's see, um, Mike Ritchie has us doing four to five times a week of our weakest area, and uh, a couple times a week our strongest area, two to three times a week our next to strongest area. <laughs> just, <laughs> I know, just trying to stay active. This is just for December. This is just like the warm-up before base oh training even God. starts. So, yeah, January he's going to start handing down the law. <laughs> You're gonna get yeah. your ass kicked. I'm. I. I already know this. He's already talking about like, you know, two a days, and uh, so right now it's about six, seven hours a week or something, and uh, and I'm bad about. I got to put more stuff in like the Training Peaks account there that we we were we have. Uh-huh. Um, I just figured out how to use all that, so uh, I'm putting like all of the nutrition and workouts and all that stuff in there. Um. So, yeah, and he, like, goes through and, you know, takes a look and sees what we're doing and makes comments and that kind of thing. So <laughs> I know. And uh, as soon as um, uh, I start putting out some power tap readings with uh, my bike, he's going to be checking in all those. And so he's going to know totally if you, like, slack off or if you don't oh, keep your man. cadence. And you don't, I know. He has widest drops and stuff. So, yeah. You know what uh, your teammate Simply Stu told me was that um – for wildflower, for him, he he's gonna he wants him to ride, I think 56 miles the day before, so, he could, so he could simulate uh, fatigue on the race. <laughs> yeah, because it's all about Ironman. Yeah, I know he's like he's a we have like super coach. I'm telling you, he's gonna run us. That is very good. Um, well, we've got a we've got a great show. It's it's really packed. We're gonna talk to. Um, Tri-Boomer, he's our new correspondent out there to see what's going on in the, the world of tri-blogs, and, and um, he's like our uh, National Enquirer guy, you know. There you so. go. <laughs> the news with Tri-Boomer. And we have your, um, we have a segment with your coach. Uh, yep, we have Coach's Corner again. And what else do we have? Um, we have a special treat for everybody. We have the spokesperson for Hammer Nutrition that we're going to talk to. He's going to give us some insight for some of the long-distance fuel and why it works, and um, which is awesome for me because I just I love the perpetuum and all that sort of thing. So get to learn a little science here in the show today. You can ask him how to keep perpet- is it perpetuum, how to keep keep that um, 
fresh for an Iron Man the whole way? Well, yeah, that <laughs> that and um, mostly, you know, why that stuff works um, so well. Because I had tried, you know, some other things, CarboPro and all that kind of stuff, and it just, I don't know, for some reason it didn't work very as well for me. Mm-hmm. But Perpetuum really, really worked well. And then, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a noon girl, though, for the hydration. But um, as far uh, as, like, the, the long-distance fuel, I'm really excited about learning about the science of that. So hopefully everybody else will be, too. Very cool. Um, we've got uh, we got some letters we're going to read. We've got a uh, uh, winner of a contest. Um, right. We've got... Um, and also, let's talk right now about our uh, New Year's Day try. This is the Get Your Geek On New Year's Day try. Everybody's invited to come along and start the new year right by, by getting a triathlon under their belt. Um, we've got... Um, it's free. Uh, mm-hmm. We have T-shirts available if you want to buy a very smart-looking T-shirt, but otherwise um, you can do anything. The shortest distance we have so far is um, Tri Mama is doing a 15-yard swim. <laughs> but yeah, we should, we the, should tell everybody why, though. That there's a cat. An yeah, she's, uh, they're actually, um, they also actually carve. She's from Minnesota, and they carve uh, a hole in the ice, and you swim for 15 uh <laughs> 15 yards in a, in a frozen lake. It's just insane. Um, and I promised I'd uh, go up there sometime and do that. But, God, that would be so... <laughs> You're just in a, like a Speedo, you know? Oh. And then um, we have... Um, she's going to do a, a one point... No, a f- half-mile bike. I think she's doing that outside somehow. And uh, then a mile-and-a-half run for two mile try <laughs> super <laughs> super awesome. super sprint try it's going to be like four degrees there so yeah yeah mm-hmm. and, and some people are doing let's see a number of people doing 32 mi- 32 total miles um but anyway you can do whatever you want and um and we have a great place to sign up and that is at you can go on our website to be the easiest thing and click on the sign up button. But um, yeah, actually, my sidebar under um, clinics announcements and related try need to know in the um, just right, pretty much right immediately in the sidebar, you'll see the shirt that is going to be available for the race if you want one. And then there's also instructions on how to sign up and uh, um, just click on the link and it'll take you to the registration screen that our tech. Magician Ben has put together oh, ben, for us. Ben is awesome. Big Ben is. Uh, <laughs> he, he's totally awesome. Now, do you? Um, what's your website for people who just are starting to pay attention? It is uh, www.through3wall.com. So it's th the number three wall.com. Okay, and, it, and this is a good. I mean, you can have fun. We're gonna go. Anybody that's in Southern California, we're gonna we're gonna meet at uh, Coronado Mar State Beach and. Uh, there's going to be various uh, lengths for different, the different segments, but we're just going to have a really good time. I'm bringing my kids and, and uh, throwing, them, throwing them in the water, watch them, mm-hmm. watch them cry. Uh, oh. <laughs> and uh, and then, or you could take it. You know, if you're if you're thinking about doing um, your this is your first season, you could do this as a sort of a test. You could do transition areas from you know the swim to the bike and the bike to the run. 
Um, I mean, you could you could handle it any other any way you want, but it it just uh, it just be fun to on New Year's Day get out and do a little exercise. Yeah. Well, and there's also uh, one of the frequently asked questions on the section there for the uh, registration site that we have uh, up there now, thanks yes. to Ben, is uh, how, when, you know, do you have to complete it all in one day? And because it's New Year's and most of the pools everywhere are going to be closed, I think, didn't we agree that we could uh, have people accomplish the swim, you know, either, you know, 24 hours before to 24 hours after New Year's sure, Day? Sure, of course. Yeah, of course. okay. Um, so we're set there. So anyway, go go sign up, and um, we will have a great time on New Year's Day. And this was started, if you're a fairly new listener, um, RoboStu and I, um, <laughs> he's such an, it's just it's silly that we did this, but um, he wanted to do a New Year's Day try, you know, just to kick off the season, and I had to be on an airplane like at, I don't know, 8 o'clock that morning. So we actually got up at, I think, 3 in the morning on um, New Year's Day, did a did a triathlon in um, Redondo Beach in the dark and uh, <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It was so <laughs> fun though. God, it was. Fun. I almost got arrested. People, people. Yeah, we. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we tried. We tried to hop the uh, high school pool and and um, there the security guards there and then we had to. Um, we actually had to go in the ocean. You know, like it's probably like four. But what's really cool was we we're while we're going, there are people that are still partying. So there was these big parties. At the houses as we're running by or biking by, and uh, they were just like going, "What the hell are these guys doing?" Um, <laughs> so we did a. Uh, it was a like a. Well, besides the swim was wasn't the regular distance, but we did a 15 mile bike and then a three mile run. So. You guys rock. Yeah. Then I was. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Anyway, um, so that is that. Um, I got a couple letters. Do you want to? Uh, yeah, read those? That's, that's yeah, definitely. I got a letter from from Australia. Oh, by the way, we need for the New Year's try. We have a we have one New Zealander and one Aussie in in there, and we need to, we we need some more people from around the world. So you know the. Oh yeah, we have a so Reese out there in in uh, the United Kingdom. Yeah, Go ahead and, and on, sign guys. up, and everybody across the across the pond there. Yeah. Um, okay, this is from. Um, Allison, she's a tri blogger from Australia, and oh yes, she's I just love her. She's great. She just finished her first triathlon, so we got to congratulate her. She did, yeah. So she was uh, woohoo! I'm now a triathlete. Uh, 98 degrees Fahrenheit temp for the run, in all. Um, thanks for your inspiration over the year, Allison. So she is a triathlete. So welcome, welcome, welcome to the club. Board. That's very cool. And I want to recognize we got a very generous donation by Diamond. He's uh, he's from Alabama, and uh, <laughs> he he did a. Um, we're going to put the money towards a um, towards a tri scholarship. So I just wanted to thank him. Uh, Aww, very for the, thoughtful for the nice donation. And uh, if you want to, it might be a good time to mention we do um, give first. Was time. that you trying to do your 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 Alabama accent right there? It was. Did you? <laughs> It was fabulous, huh? That was fabulous. I'm, I have goosebumps. <laughs> um, anyway, if you want to, um, if if you if you if you just stumbled upon this podcast and you want, if you're thinking about doing a triathlon, go do it. And if you're a, um, you know, it's your first time, uh, send us a letter or an email, and um, we we give tri scholarships. I think we gave um, seven last year. We've already yeah, given one did. this year, and uh, so. Um, so write us and and um, and you know 
we had these scholarships available, and they've they, they've um, they've gone to very deserving people and got and launched people's uh, triathlon careers. So. Yeah, and you can totally nominate yourself. That's there's like nothing in the rules that says that you can't nominate yourself for a triathlon, a triathlete scholarship. So feel free to just tell us why you want to try a try, and uh, if we choose your letter, then we'll pay the entry fee for your very first triathlon. So just let us know which one you want to do, and why you want to do it, and uh, the next sponsored triathlete could be you. Uh, that's good. <laughs> you sound like a professional. I'm getting there, huh? <laughs> this is only our. Uh, oh, you know what? We have our our uh, our one year anniversary for Get Your Geek On coming up, so we're going to do something special for that. So, what's guys, the, write what's us. What's January 25th. This leads into our contest winner, Luis Garcia, who was the first one oh, with yeah. the date of our first show, which was January 25th, and uh, the title of Get Your Geek On is live. And uh, we taped the show three times. So, yeah, <laughs> that was so crazy. And one time we didn't even tape the show, but the show at all. We did the whole show and it never recorded. Um, so, yeah, so three times and it was January 25th. So January 25th, we're going to have to have like a special anniversary. You know, we're one, Geigo is one year old. We're going to have to do something special for that. So no, what is, is write that, us and let us know what uh, you'd like to see. Is that diamonds? Is that the uh, – what, what's – First anniversary? Oh, the first anniversary of the diamonds? You know, I think it just might be. <laughs> <laughs> diamonds or um, uh, zip wheels, I think, actually. <laughs> um, hey, Ironwell, before we get to the um, the letter segment, let, let's um, let's slip in a call to Tri-Boomer. Cause, um, oh, yeah. Check so out what's time, going on. It's time to call him, so. Hello. Hey, we are we are on the scene with Triboomer. So, how's it going? We're checking going in with great. you. Everything's going fine. How are you guys? We're doing great. Now, um, Triboomer, we got to tell everybody you are our new correspondent um, out there in, in the Tri blogosphere, and so we're going to be checking in with you each time we have a show, so you can let us know what's going on out there and um, tell us where you're where you're um, right here right now from. Uh, right now, I am in uh, just outside of Dallas, Texas. All right. See, we even got a guy that has an accent. How cool is that? <laughs> <laughs> so, Tri-Boomer, what's, uh, what's new around the Tri-World? Well, a couple of things here. Um, you know, the first story would be that USA Triathlon has uh, raised its membership fees for 2007. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and, and uh, also in the, in the Tri-Bloggers, their boy, howdy, there is a whole lot of nakedness going on. <laughs> let, let me go on here. Uh, USA uh, Triathlon recently announced an increase in the membership dues for both the annual and the one-day memberships. Um, one-day memberships, uh, which are currently nine, will go to ten, and then the entry level, called the bronze level, uh, for the full-year membership is going from currently the $30 to 39 and. Uh, and that begins on January the 1st, so uh, save yourself a couple of lattes uh, or a cosmopolitan or two and sign up if, uh, if you intend on doing, uh, I guess, any more than like uh, three or four races uh, in the United States uh, this year. Uh, but this is the first um, annual increase initiated by the organization since 2003. And if you mm. go to their website, and I'll include the various websites I'm going to talk about uh, on, on on the blog, so people can uh, go back and, uh, and read them. But since 2003, the membership in USAT has gone from 58,000 to about 80,000, so that's about a 40% increase. But their cost of insurance has more than doubled since that time. 
Wow. So that that's how they're justifying the, uh, the cost. Also, they're initiating uh, a certification program for race directors. Um, so just nice. like there are USAT certified coaches, there's going to be USAT certified race directors to try and increase the quality of the races. If you've ever been in a race where you know it wasn't well supported or you didn't think the race director you know knew what they were doing, hopefully they're going to take care of that by all the race directors at a USAT. A sanctioned race are going to have to go through some type of qualification process. So, awesome. Yeah, so that's uh, one thing there. Then also, um, the World uh, Triathlon Corporation has said uh, recently reported that uh, there were no dopers found at the uh, at the World Championship in Hawaii, which, which is kind of refreshing considering what happened in 2005. <laughs> In a craft, and then where she was tested positive for EPO and was banned from the sport for a year and stripped of her uh, women's title, and then of course mm-hmm. all the developments out of the Tour de France with Floyd Landis. So uh, no doping detected there. So great, good news. Good news there. Um, and just this week, um, there is a new uh, international race series uh, that will make its debut in 2007. The races are called Try One. And the website is try1one, then the letter O, and then the word one.com. Like I said, I'll have it on the, on the website. And it's going to feature races consisting of a three-kilometer swim, which would be 1.86 miles, a 130-kilometer bike, which is 80, a little over 80 miles, and then a run of 30K, which is at 18 miles, if you add all that up, that comes to a total of 101.6 miles, hence the name of Tri-101. Um, the races are going to be held in Bradenton, Florida, which is in the Tampa St. Pete area, in Clear Lake, California, which is a couple of hours outside of San Francisco, maybe an hour or so outside of Sacramento, uh, the Woodlands, Texas, which is a uh, suburb of uh, Houston by God, Texas there, yep, Yeah, by God, Texas. And then also Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Uh, And so the buzz around this is that this is kind of a a tweener sort of race. You know, it's a little bit longer than a half Ironman, but not quite as long as the full Ironman. And so the buzz is, you know, what type of competition is the World Triathlon Corporation or um, Ironman North America going to be receiving from uh, from Mm. these races? So. uh, registration is open for those, and uh, like I said, I'll put the website up there to check that out. That's kind of an interesting thing. Not quite as long as a full, a little bit more than a half. So uh, uh, looks yeah. like, um, yeah, so a little bit of competition coming in for, you know, the Ironman 70.3 and the Ironman, full Ironman, which is, you know, 40.6. Right now there's four races planned for 07, but they said that once they get to 20 races worldwide, which is their uh, goal, they, are, they will then have a world championship also. Hmm. So. Stay tuned for for that. And then a little bit of blog land buzz here. Like I said, there's a whole lot of nakedness uh, <laughs> going on in the blog land. What I'm doing is, is I'm scanning and representing you know the, the forums and the blogs of the Tribe Blogger Alliance. And if there's a general theme on the post, it really has to do with the off season or the non-race season for those of us mm-hmm. in, in North America. And um, if people are posting um, their race schedules. 2007, there's a lot of attention on, on wildflower. 
There's, uh, there's a lot of tribe bloggers that are going to be meeting up out there. And a lot of the posts are also going over a lot of reflections and, and resolutions for 2007. Uh, in, in so um, I think, you know, the, the bloggers are, tend to be, a, you know, a, a, a writing bunch, obviously, if they're putting out blogs out there, but they are, uh, uh, you know, pretty reflective, uh, a sensitive group of guys like Kahuna. <laughs> Hey, hey Triboomer, you're um, well. We gotta get to the nakedness here, but but you're a natural correspondent. You sound like uh, you know Dan Rather or something out there. There you go. Yeah, great. Oh take. no, hey, I, I I don't know. I, I, I'm just keeping it real. Just being me. <laughs> um, so so if you're looking for uh, for uh, you know a little bit of chatter matter out there from Blogland, <laughs> um, uh, you know, check out see what uh, Tri Mama. Uh, she's uh, she's using the nakedness idea. So let's get into the nakedness. What's going on there? First of all, Kahuna, you you, know, you posted recently about a little bit of nakedness with the uh, um, with the New Year's Day uh, triathlon uh, there. If somebody wants to uh, kind of do the polar bear naked thing, I guess you want to know all about that, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, try, and then try Mama. She writes about nakedness, but she uses it as a metaphor for uh, racing pure in heart and pure in motive. So oh, that's, that's so how fun. she's using the nakedness there. And then uh, Zen Triathlon, uh, you know, they just did a podcast where uh, Brett and Emily were naked in bed, yeah. bed. Yeah, but they were using protection. They did have their helmets on. <laughs> they're, they're bike helmets. They're cycling helmets on, should I say? Oh, and, Mandy, and Mandy, you, Mandy. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Mandy. And then uh, <laughs> a couple of examples of some very good, uh, say, heartfelt and reflective um, posts. Uh, check out uh, IronWidow.com and also Triceratops. They've got a couple of posts, and there's lots of others that are out there. These are just a couple few that are. Kind of yeah. jumped out, uh, jumped out at me. Also, I came across a, a post uh, about uh, clothing optional bike rides. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you've heard of clothing optional camps and things like that. Well, apparently, uh, around the world, there are organizations that put on clothing optional bike rides. And um, thanks to a post by Nancy Toby, um, uh, she uh, you know, kind of brought my attention. And she brought a little scary, the but a little scary. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> anyhow, I don't I don't know how yeah. guys could do do that actually. <laughs> wow, I, I don't know the the, the, you know, the, I, the big Kahuna <laughs> certainly couldn't do that. Let me just say that. Well, absolutely not. And you know, <laughs> and Tribe Rumor, you know, talk about the Sabbath. Oh boy. Oh, oh okay. Goodness. Wow. So, so there's a whole lot of nakedness going on. Uh, too, too much information. Too much information. Yes. Oh, um, boy. And then um, I want to talk about a cool site that uh, that came to attention. It's at MacmillanRunning.com, um, and what it is, it's a it's a race time predictor. Um, you go to their site, you plug in, say, your PR for say a 5K or a 10K, and what will they will then do is calculate what your predicted race finish would be for a marathon or for a half marathon or say for a 30K. It also uh, gives out some formulas as to how uh, how hard, what pace should you be running for, say, an endurance run or a recovery run. So it's a, it's a cool little tool out there, just to see um, if you're interested. You know, if I ran a you know a 24 minute 5k, you know, it, it says that I should be able to run a you know a three hour and 50 minute uh, marathon. So kind of wow, a little tool found out there. So. And that's pretty much the report uh, uh-huh. there. Now, if there are folks that are listening and you see, you know, Tri News happening or learn of a cool event, product, uh, maybe a poignant story, 
you know, email me, and uh, we'll get in contact, and we'll see if we can uh, include that on the, on the show. My email address is triboomer, that's T-R-I-B-O-O-M-E-R, at comcast.net, and my website is triboomer.com. Nice. Very good. And for the record, Triboomer is the one who actually was ditch-dodging the lightning uh, that we referred to, we mistakenly thought it might have been Kendall Gray, but it was in fact our very own on-the-road correspondent, oh, Tri Boomer. So yeah. all yeah. those all those that Texans are the same <laughs> to me. Yeah. Oh, come on now! <laughs> come on now! And um, and and just a little preview of the next report that's out there. Uh, you know, the question is: Has the Fresh Prince of Bel Air written a tri training manual? So, uh, so, <laughs> stay, uh, so stay tuned for that. Wow. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much, Chai Boomer. This is going to be probably, I think, a lot of people's favorite segments. Well, uh, boy, howdy, let's hope. <laughs> uh, you get, a, you get right. an A plus. Thanks very much, Chai Boomer. Definitely. You're welcome, guys. Okay. All right, we'll check in with you next time. Thanks again. All right, hang in there, fellas. All right, stay tuned. All right. That was excellent. That was very good. He's a natural. Okay, now we need to call, this is a busy show, we need to call um, Steve from Hammer, right? Yeah, let's see if um, we can get a hold of him. Um, now, this is Iron Reel's first conference call. Usually I do this stuff, but... Uh, I know, I'm he, so nervous. I hope I don't mess it up. <laughs> Here we go, let's see if uh, we can get a hold of him. Hello, this is Steve. Hey, Steve, this is Iron Will. How are you doing today? Oh, pretty good. What's going on? Everybody listening out there, this is Steve Warren from Hammer Nutrition, and today we're going to um, ask you a few questions about some of your performance fuels, if that's okay. Sounds great. All right. Well, I've used Perpetuum for quite a while, and I love it. So I was wondering if you might be able to sort of let us know which products work the best for kind of the long haul. We have a lot of people out there getting ready to do some Ironmans and half Ironmans in 2007, and maybe looking for some new nutrition or to switch um, from uh, some old standbys, try something else. So uh, what would you recommend, maybe? Well, we have two long-distance fuels. The original one, circa 1992, is a product called Sustained Energy. Um, that one is still in our product line because we have thousands of athletes who still love that product. Um, basically, it's a 7-to-1 ratio of complex carbs and soy protein, and it's just a good quality, unflavored, uh, long-distance fuel. A few years ago, after I had completed a, uh, a very long-distance ultra-cycling record attempt, I was using a, uh, a fuel that uh, we were testing, and we had called it Perpetuum. And after the record attempt, which went extraordinarily well, we said, we've got to put this thing on the market. And basically, it's about a 7.5 to 8 uh, to 1 ratio of carbs to protein, complex carbs only, no refined sugars, no artificial colors or anything like that. Uh, about an 8 to 1 ratio of complex carbs to soy protein. We added a little bit of fat to that product so that when you're going long distance, giving your body a small donation of fat gives it its signal that says, hey, this guy's not trying to starve me. And so it lets go of its fat stores a little bit more liberally. And when you take into account that the body fat stores uh, fulfill up to two-thirds of your energy requirements, giving them a little uh, cue to let go of them more liberally is kind of nice. And that's what that small donation of fat in the product does. Um, the last major thing in Perpetuum is 
we put a dose of sodium phosphate in there. Sodium phosphate is probably the best acid buffering agent there is. So, you know, they're very similar products, and you could use them interchangeably, but if one, someone said pick one product that would be the ideal long-distance fuel, say three, four hours and beyond, I'd, I'd lean towards Perpetuum. Oh, wow. That hey, must uh, be why it works so well. Hey, sir, that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when I work with half and full iron distance triathletes, I often suggest uh, using Perpetuum as they're on the bike fuel, mm-hmm. and then just for the sake of caring and consuming during the run portion of an event, where caring and consuming a concentrated fuel like Perpetual would be a little bit more problematic, I say just go with hammer gel, because even though you're not getting the protein in there, hammer gel does, ha- does have some muscle-sparing specific amino acids in it, so while it's not a complete protein, it does have a few amino acids in there that help protect the lean muscle tissue from breakdown, and it's just a lot easier to carry and consume. Hey, okay. Steve, Steve, I have two questions for you. One is, let's go back to um, this bike race, because you just can't pass that by. What, what, tell us about that, or the endurance. Well, of... I've, been involved in, um, I've been involved in ultra-distance cycling since, oh, God, I hate to admit it, but it's been 20-plus years now. Um, I've done the race. <laughs> Shows you my age now. <laughs> uh, but it's one of those things that where you get uh, where you get older, you learn your body a little bit more, and um, you know you're not as tempted to go out so hard at the start. Um, you know, when I got into athletics, I sure wasn't the fastest guy on on a bike, and uh, I couldn't swim worth a damn, and running was even worse. So I figured I I found my sport. I can go long. I I can go without sleep. So I did ultra distance cycling. Um, during my career, if you call it that, I've completed uh, three races across Americas. Uh, wow. Probably the, yeah, that's I guess I, I guess that would be like the hallmark event in the world of ultra cycling. Um, completed three of those. Um, the same governing body for the race across America recognizes state border to border records, so I've done two of those. So I have the state record for the length of Idaho and for the length of Texas, and. You know, when you look at it, those are fairly wow. obscure race, races, but or record attempts. They're solo record attempts. But when you look at how far they are and the logistics, and you know, my overall speed, they're 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 pretty solid. They're they're among my favorite events. Wait, what's your um, overall what's your overall uh, speed on, on one of those? Um, the Texas record was 575, 578 miles. Um, I averaged almost 18 miles an hour across <gasps> the entire way. So, oh my God, you're like a machine. Yeah. Yeah, well, I used to be. <laughs> well, that's wow. the thing is in in ultra distance in ultra distance events, and you can apply this to certainly to triathlon. Is you know, not, it's not necessarily you know the fastest guy out there who's pacing themselves the smartest and who's not wasting a lot of time, you know, off the bike in, in ultra endurance events. Um, one of which is uh, the Furnace Creek 508, which is a race that starts north of Los Angeles in October, goes through Death Valley, which is a fairly inhospitable place, as you would imagine, mm-hmm. um, and finishes around the Palm Springs area. It's a 508-mile bike race. Um, I won that race in 1994, finished runner-up in 1999, and then my last big, you know, Yahoo was um, when I finished the race in 1999, I, you know, I, had, I came in second, which was, you know, satisfying to me, even though I had had a personal best on that course, and I thought, you know, I'd really like to come and do this race again, but I'd like to do it with a twist because 
you know, you know, it's like doing the same thing over and over again. So anyway, I thought, well, I wonder if it can be done twice, nonstop, back to back. And, you know, the more people said, no, it can't be done. It's too hard. It's too much fun. Because Furnace Creek, being out in the desert, the roads are, are just absolutely terrible there. Mm-hmm. Um, the weather can be, as you can imagine, kind of, kind of crazy. Um, very hot in the day, freezing at night. Um, just very difficult climbs. Some of these, there's 35,000 feet of climbing, and some of it just, you know, some of the climbs are only two, three percent, but they go on for 25 miles. So right. it's a very, very difficult race. And so, uh, in, uh, gosh, it's been so long now, I can't remember when I did it. I think it was 19, or, uh, 2003. Um, I started at the finish line of the race Thursday afternoon before the race started. My crew and, and myself and, um, we started, uh, I, guess, I think it was around 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and we raced back to the start. And the way it works in ultra-distance events is you get off the bike, the clock is still going. So if you, you know, stop to change clothes, you stop to sleep, you stop for a bathroom break, you know, you got to make all these stops very efficient So because uh, the clock keeps running. So I rode the course backward to the starting line hotel, got a couple hours of sleep, and then Saturday morning at the at the, the actual race was happening, so I was entered into that race, and that was the second half of my record attempts. So wow. uh, I did a um, uh, what's fondly known as the double Furnace Creek 508 or the Furnace Creek 1016, um, <laughs> including the four hours of sleep that I got and the clothing changes, um, about 80 hours. Wow. <laughs> uh, 80 hours accrued, and I think about... I, I was off the bike for about five hours total, five or six hours between. I took a four-hour sleep break at, at the uh, starting line at the halfway point, and you know I took a couple of um, uh, short breaks during the race. You know, it's just one of those. No one had ever attempted it before. No one could. You know, no one had any idea how difficult it would be, and uh, it's the hardest thing I've ever done, including race across America. Wow. But the coolest thing was we um, we were testing the prototype for Perpetuum during that race. I mean, I had a small batch of it handmade for me, uh-huh. which is kind of funny. Now when you think of the thousands of containers that are being, you know, pumped out regularly, you know, raw materials were fairly scarce, and, we, you know, we had no idea how well this would go over. So I had been testing it in training, and the head of our research and development, Dr. Bill Meisner, made a, an allotment for me for the record attempt, and he said, Steve, there's enough to get you through the race, but you're going to have to just you know, be real good with this, you know, like don't lose any of it. So, <laughs> so um, I used a Perpetuum about, I'd say, almost two-thirds, at least two-thirds, maybe even 75% of the time. And I went uh, liquid only most of the time. Uh, other times during that, uh, uh, the 75-plus hours I was on the bike, I was using sustained energy. Uh, when I didn't feel like that anymore, I'd, I'd have an hour or two of hammer gel, uh, even though I knew that hammer gel, because it's a complex carb fuel only, there's no protein in there, I knew it wouldn't be an adequate fuel for many hours of, of, of effort on, on occasion as a diversion to, you know, perpetuum or sustained energy. I, I was using hammer gel. And that's the cool thing about all of our products is that they're all interchangeable. You can mix and match them. You can, can uh, consume them together. And as long as you aren't oversupplying your body with too many calories, which is one of the mistakes athletes make, is they think calories out, calories in. So as long as you're not oversupplying your body with too many calories, 
you can use our products in any combination that, that you wish. Wow. wow. I would have never have ever imagined this is a story of Perpetual. <laughs> what an yeah, awesome story. People still look at still look at me here like, you know, what were you thinking? And it's like, well I wasn't because if I <laughs> if I did I'd probably So it was it was um a real uh extraordinary experience. One that I had uh, my father, my three brothers and a very good friend of my support crew. The route going backward had never been done to my knowledge and it was substantially harder going backward than it was doing the route regular but um, and it was interesting because when I started the race, obviously I had 508 miles of riding already in my legs, and I'm towing the starting line with everyone who's fresh. And mm-hmm. so I got dropped like right away, and I thought, okay, uh, this is going to be how it is. And uh, you know, a lot of people go out way too hard, and I just said, well, I don't. Not only do I not want to go out too hard, I can't. It's just too. You know, I'm I'm still pretty trashed uh, because I I was on the bike I think 36 hours for that first 508 miles. So I zipped across pretty well, but, you know, it took its toll on me. No sleep until the halfway point. And, you know, but it, I started catching other riders, and as it turned out, I finished in the top, I think in the top 20. Um, wow. Uh, in the top 25% of the race. And so, yeah, I actually had a pretty good race, you know, even though I spotted everyone 508 miles. So <laughs> it was one of those things where everything went so perfectly um, I didn't even get a flat tire the whole time. Uh, the bikes were working perfectly. My fueling program, just, I mean, it was just, I had everything dialed in. You know, the way I look at it, when I was doing all of these races and when I work with athletes, you know, doing ultra-distance races or triathlons or whatever it is, adventure races, I always tell them, you know, the quality of calories that you're putting in your body absolutely plays a significant role in the quality of energy you're going to get out of it. So... You know, you put so much money and time and energy into your training and your equipment, you know, and your race fees and this and that. Why are you putting garbage in the gas tank? Uh-huh. You know, and hoping to get the food. You know, so, so the thing I really strive to work with athletes is that, you know, you need to put the right kind of fuel in your body. So stay away from the refined sugars, the, the artificial sweeteners and colors and all that stuff. Your body doesn't need that. And, and, and give it some good quality complex carbohydrates. If you're going long, you know, add a little bit of protein to the fuel. We think soy protein is a dynamic fuel for endurance exercise. You know, that's the body's gasoline. And when you give good quality fuel in the right amounts, I mean, even with our products, if you oversupply your body with too many calories, it's going to rebel. Long story short, when I work with athletes, I I try to get them on the right quality fuels, uh, appropriate for their distance, uh, exercise, race, whatever, uh, in the right amounts, and it's really amazing how the body responds. And so when I came away from this double five weight thing, just I mean, sure, I was I was pretty hosed. I mean, it was like <laughs> I got to, I got to the finish line, and my dad came over and he was congratulating me, and I looked up and I said, you know, I, it was like oh dark thirty in the morning. I said, well, are, are we done? And he's looking at me like, you don't know? And I'm like, no, I've been hallucinating for the last two hours. I said, look, if we got to go, just tell me. I'll rally. You know, we can, we can, you know, we can rally for a couple more hours. He says, no, 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 you're done. So, so you know, but what was really, truly amazing is that, you know, within days I felt, you know, I felt I had lost, uh, you know, quite a bit of body fat, uh, a little bit of lean muscle tissue, but 
you know, all things said and done, you know, I came out pretty unscathed on that thing. And I think the, uh, you know, putting the right amounts of the right fuel in the body definitely, I, I know it did. So. Oh, wow. That's a great story. I'm, just, I'm like floored beside myself because there's so much that you just encapsulated right there in just the last few minutes we've been talking that I think people spend hours and hours and hours trying to read to synthesize for themselves. So if uh, if anybody has any questions about maybe the right fuels for them or how to set up a program um, for themselves, uh, is there a number they can call and talk to maybe one of your consultants that can help them do that? Yeah, I'll give you our toll-free number. It's 800-336-1977. Okay. I work, I mean, one of the main functions, the main function for me here is to help athletes uh, get rid of the confusion out of what constitutes proper fueling. I wrote a book called The Endurance Athlete's Guide to Success, and if you go to www.hammernutrition.com, you can download a free, uh, free copy of that. It's 70 pages. It's kind of our position paper, so to speak, on proper fueling, um, answers a lot of questions. And then, you know, I work with athletes specifically, so they can always email me um, real easy, S. Bourne, that's my name, Steve Bourne, S. Bourne at hammernutrition.com. Uh, I'm working with athletes from, oh, gosh, we, we have uh, distributorship in Australia and New Zealand now. I uh, was over there for three weeks doing seminars and, and – uh, helping promote the product, so I'm getting a lot of athletes uh, uh, from that area because uh, they're now in their summer, they're in full swing, and so I'm getting a lot of uh, uh, athletes from there emailing me. So the point is is that, yeah, we're real accessible. We have a good group of very knowledgeable uh, uh, staff members here. Uh, I'm, you know, full-time helping athletes. Um, you know, the way we look at it, you can have the greatest products in the world, but hey, if you don't have the knowledge resources and the service to back it up, <laughs> what good are they? So, exactly. you know, we want to, we want people to contact us. We want to help take the confusion out of it. And believe me, the Endurance Athlete's Guide to Success, a good portion of that book that I wrote, and again, they can download a free copy at hammernutrition.com. A good portion of that book is all the stupid things I've done wrong in my career. <laughs> Believe me, I've done them all, and I've done them a couple of times before something hit me over the head and said, uh, let's try another approach to this. And, maybe, and so a lot of that book is, you know, based on all the dumb mistakes that I've made, some of which were very, you know, there was one race across America where uh, thanks to not knowing how to uh, take in the appropriate amount of fluids and electrolytes, uh, plus the fact that I was sick, I ended up, you know, in the hospital with eight liters of IV fluid being pumped through my veins after 200 miles. So, you know, I had spent thousands of dollars preparing for this race that just vaporized in less than a day. And, um, you know, you, you talk about all these extreme things like race across America and Furnace Creek. Well, I'll tell you, as extreme and difficult as those are, I would suggest, and this is just my opinion, I would suggest that, you know, anyone doing athletics has my full respect, first of all, but I have a special uh, respect for triathletes, especially those doing the, the halves and folds, because believe me, the last thing I, I would want to do, the last thing I think I could do after just blitzing a 112-mile bike is to get out and run a marathon. I, <laughs> I barely have the energy to walk to my car, so... When I see people doing that, I, I tend to think, you know, 
as difficult as the ultra cycling stuff is, and it is extremely difficult, minute for minute, I don't think there's a harder, uh, and this is arguably, you know, you'll get people arguing, you know, different things, but I, I, for me, after having worked with several hundred triathletes and after going to a lot of these events, uh, the last one being the Silverman Triathlon in Henderson, Nevada, very difficult course, and you know, when I see these athletes doing that, I think, boy, minute for minute, there just can't be a more difficult sport uh, than doing a half or a full iron distance triathlon. So I work with a lot of these athletes. Uh, I just think they're phenomenal. And, you know, we have some great fields that uh, more and more triathletes are coming to realize are working with their bodies, and it's helping them get the full value out of all the time and money and energy that they're spending on their equipment and in their training. And, and that's what gives me a lot of pleasure, is being able to help people learn from the mistakes that I've made so that they don't have to make them. Well, this is, a, this is perfect. They say that the fourth discipline in triathlon is nutrition. And especially listening to all of this and our own experiences, that's definitely true. One of the things I find the most comforting is that this company is full of athletes themselves, not just people, you know, behind a desk, not necessarily using the products themselves out there. But here you've come all of these miles with cycling and, and uh, use the product yourself and have firsthand been able to report on its benefits and the fact that you have your own nutritional mistakes that you've sorted through over the years. Experience is the best teacher. So this, I've definitely learned a lot from this. I'm so glad we called. <laughs> Well, it's great talking with you. Yeah, I, I, I like to say, you know, because I've, I've used, uh hate to admit it, but I have tried darn near every product ever made, and I'm talking supplement, fuel, you know, magic in a can, whatever, <laughs> you know. I have tried them all, um, and, you know, and, and I still try a lot of new things today. You need to keep your finger on the pulse of a lot of this stuff, so uh, I don't have a formal Ph.D., but I have studied the journals to the nth degree I, I'm just a junkie when it comes to reading this stuff. I've had the good fortune of studying under a brilliant man, Dr. Bill Meisner, who recently retired from here. Um, I've, had, I've been working with him for 10 years. I mean, he's one of the, the geniuses in nutritional science. So, you know, I've, I've got all the, uh, the book stuff, you know, but I think, as you mentioned, experience is, is an extraordinary teacher, and having learned things the hard way I think gives me a unique perspective on what works and what doesn't work in regards to endurance athletic fueling and our success ratio has been extraordinary. We just we just keep getting more and more people just raving about the products and how they work. And it's and it is the products, but it's also the application. Mm-hmm. You know, how much of uh, I mean, you can have the best fuel in the world, but if you're not taking it properly, it's not going to do you any good. So you know, it's the educational resources along with the products that I think makes our company unique and stands out um, for serious endurance athletes. Hey, Steve, we gotta have. <coughs> excuse me, we gotta have you. <coughs> excuse me. Hold on a second. He's all choked up. <laughs> it's a little, a little moving. <laughs> we have got to have you back because I've got a thousand. Oh, I'd love to come back. Thousand questions for you, um, and. Uh, um, so let's let's do this soon. Uh, this is great. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. Well, if it works for you, gosh, I'm I'm you know like I said, I go to church on Sunday, and if uh, this time works for you, it works for me. Oh, this sounds great because um, I'm sure that there are going to be a lot of we're going to get a lot of email, and a lot of people are going to um, have a lot of questions, and uh, maybe we can even set up uh, something where we could filter those to you, and you could answer um, uh, directly. 
So yeah, um, I would be happy to. Okay, and, perfect. You know, there's, you know, it takes trial and error and testing in your training. There is no one size fits all. There's no magic formula. There is, however, uh, some good guidelines that we have learned over the course of 20 years of being an athlete, 20 years in producing fuels, and and just studying the 20 plus years of, you know, what science has told us. So we have some good gauges, some good parameters, some good information to help athletes. But when it comes down to it, we're all experiments of one. Mm-hmm. And we need to test in training uh, and apply that and, uh, under a variety of conditions. And that's when you get things really dialed in and precise and personalized. And once you do that and once you are, are settled on the, you know, what works for you, I mean, that's what makes it so great. Then you can go and do your sport without thinking, geez, am I going to, you know, boot all my fuel? Am I going to be on the side of the road getting sick? You know, am I going to lose several minutes because I've lost a lot of energy because, you know, I was zipping along one minute and all of a sudden I'm down in the pits the next minute? So I think that's that's the most uh, rewarding thing for me is seeing people, you know, that are working hard, training hard, you know, really investing in their sport, not having to worry about whether their fuel or supplement program is going to go south on them. Uh, that is extremely rewarding, and that's kind of the, the cornerstone of this company. It's it's the products, yes, absolutely that, but it's being accessible to help athletes get the full value of all of all those things that they invest in their in their sport. This is just amazing. If people, um, we're, let me go over the contact information one more time because I know there are going to be people going to be people out there who have all kinds of things they want to ask you. Um, so if they want to call and talk to you directly and have you help them set up a nutrition program um, for their endurance events and training, uh, that's going to be 800-336-1977. Or if they want to email you, it's s as in Steve Born B O O R N at HammerNutrition.com. That's right, and it's usually easier to find me. I'm, I, I live on email. I check it. You know, I, I live on it. The moment I get here, um, you know, and I've got a few other things that I work on. I'm the editor of our newsletter. Um, I help put. To, I write a lot of the articles for our uh, newsletter. In fact, the next edition of the uh, Endurance Athletes Guide to Success. I'm working on that now. Um, got a couple articles that I'm working on. So I've got my. You know, I've got many fire or many irons on many fires. So. Uh, it's sometimes easier for me to work via email. Always happy to talk to people on the phone, but it's easier for me oftentimes to work via email because then it allows me time to process and then put down in in, in writing on paper, so to speak, uh, a more complete answer. It's, I, I, and then someone has a, an actual copy of that that they can refer to often. So, okay. But either way, it's fine. It's just email is usually the easiest way to find me. Okay, sounds great. Well, thank you so much for your time. This has been very educational, and I know a lot of people are going to benefit from the things that they heard here today. So, uh, And again, in the future, when they, when they contact you themselves with some more specific questions, maybe. Well, and I hope you have me back. It was great fun, Tracy. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we, we definitely have to have you back. And I'll, I'll be in touch with uh, via email, and we'll, we'll get that all set up. Outstanding. Thanks for your time, and uh, have a great rest, rest of the weekend. Thank you. Kuna, do you right. want to say anything else? Uh, say goodbye. <laughs> okay. I keep cutting you off. I'm all excited <laughs> to talk to you. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again, Stephen. We'll, we'll be in touch again pretty soon. Thanks for your time. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye-bye. What a nice guy. He is a really great guy. I'm so excited about yeah. all of this. 
I have, you know, I got to tell you, people who are, who are um, haven't done a half or a full Ironman, nutrition is almost everything. I mean, you can, you're going to be in pretty pretty much, you know, unless you unless you're fudging on your training, you're going to be in physically um, fit enough to finish. But I saw more people in um, in Florida, you know, th- I saw you know a couple of pros actually, you know, just like throwing up and you know that you know something, oh, yeah. something happened where their nutrition went wrong and you're not you know you're just not gonna be able to finish a race if you're if you don't have any fuel in there that's been yeah yeah so i'm, I'm excited i got i want to talk to him about a bunch of things i've got a number of um questions for him mm-hmm. <laughs> so. yeah see he's the kind of guy that you, you could just talk to all day um because of uh, well, first of all, of all of his experience with uh, cycling, and um, I mean anybody who's who's gone through the gambit has my respect. I have a really hard time, you know, believing anybody who says anything works who hasn't tried it themselves. Right. And uh, I mean, he he was the guinea pig for the whole thing, and um, you know, I have a lot of respect for people who who go through and they put their bodies and their minds and everything through all of those kinds of events, and then they come out at the other side and they're like, okay, this works because I've tested it, and you know, these are all of the screw ups made along the way um, and this is what I've learned and really I think that's the only way you get anywhere when you um, you go out there and you try it and if it works it's uh, great and if it doesn't well you know back to the drawing board and see what what uh, what does exactly. but definitely trial and error so I have a lot of respect for him this is this has been I'm a, a great great experience I'm excited about the whole thing very cool you know we're, we're running really long today because of our two new segments so let, let's um why don't we go to um, coach's corner and then try life lesson and then um, then call it a day. And then uh, we'll wrap it up. You talked to your coach. What did, what did you guys talk about? Um, last time, well, before we had talked about some, you know, some general things uh, for off-season training. Mm-hmm. And uh, this time we talked about the specifics of uh, some swim training. Uh, a lot of people tend to like to focus on swimming during the winter just because, you know, in some places you can't ride your bike because of the weather and um getting out there in the cold so a lot of people like to focus on the swim so that's that's what we talked about and uh um mike Ritchie is going to give us some um specific workouts like for a week maybe of what we can do and also some tips to um put together a pretty good program for the off season along the way oh very good let's have a listen all right all right i'm here again with my coach mike Ritchie, level three usat coach from d3 multisport how you doing this time mike how are you doing? Well, pretty good. All right. Um, it's, it's definitely Friday. Everything's all good on Friday. <laughs> um, well, last time we talked about uh, some general things to do and don't do for the off-season, and you mentioned some um, focus training. Can you talk some more about that? Okay. Well, usually, you know, I try to break the focus block into three parts, you know, swim, bike, run. Um, and we could just talk about swim, uh, if that works. And, yeah, that's uh, good for winter. Let's do that. The things we do for the winter, is, you know, in swimming. It, so we go into a focus block, whether it be swim, bike, or run. We definitely need to, you know, focus on those body parts that uh, we'll be using more, right? So if we're doing a lot of running, we should probably do a little extra stretching, even though most of us don't do much stretching. But do a little extra. And the same thing with the swim. So when you get to the pool, you know, do a little warm-up on, on, the, on the pool deck with some arm swings and, you know, rotate front and back and then together and then separately and just kind of get in there. And then once you do your warm-up, do the same kind of thing, you know, just do a couple hundred yard warm-up and then, you know, stretch your arms again and just kind of get used to that because it's, in, in my swim blocks, you know, you're going to be swimming either 30 days straight or you're going to swim, you know, pretty consistently for eight weeks. And, and that's going to put a lot of stress in your system. So it's kind of good to just kind of do some checking and make sure that things aren't, you know, feeling kind of funny in there. So that's one of the things we talk about. Okay. Um, the other thing, 
it's just in terms of how much volume you should add. And if your like longest swim right now is say a thousand yards, you wouldn't want to raise it more than like say 20% the next week. So maybe the next week you swim 200 more yards, so you swim 1,200. Then the week after that, you'd add another you know 20% for your long long swim. Um, gotcha. And then each week you just keep moving that long swim up, and then you move the frequency up, and then you know I even have my I have my guys do sets where they might do um, you know whatever 3,000 yards straight, and the last part of the set is you know jumping the wolf for 10 minutes. Just gives them a little reward, and, and it also helps you know kind of. Uh, help the body recover a little bit too. Okay, um, yeah, and what about um, anything combining with those swims, like uh, throwing some brick workout type stuff in there, or should we maintain mainly just some work on that focus area of just swimming? Well, I mean, if I was, uh, so I can give you a sample week if you want. If, oh, perfect, yeah. Say we do five or six days of swimming. Um, say Monday we jump in and we do some easy, easy drills day because maybe you had a big weekend, maybe it's a long run or, or a longer bike or harder bike in the winter. I wouldn't necessarily say it's long, but probably a harder, more intensity on the weekend. Um, so Monday, you know, usually be an easier day. So maybe we do easy drills, some warm-up, then do like say 8 times 50 swim drills. And I usually like to do fingertip drag drill, catch-up drill, fist drill, one-arm drill. And then I also do um, alternate breathing. So if you're... If you swim to the left all the time, you know, do some 50s and, and breathe to the right. Just kind of give your body a little bit of, of change. Um, and Tuesday, I would kind of do like a long set where it would be not high intensity, but maybe say 300 swim, 100 drill nonstop for however long you can. So right now I have my athletes doing this between 45 and 60 minutes. Okay. And they just go for an hour. And if they can do 3,000 yards, great. If they can do 2,000 yards, it's good. It doesn't matter. Um, then Wednesday, I'd probably do the same thing as uh, Monday, and then maybe just throw in uh, 4 times 25 fast at the end with like a minute rest. So that's just kind of almost like we do, you know, we do spin-ups on the bike where we do up to 100 RPMs or 110 mm-hmm. RPMs, um, or on the run where we do strides. Just kind of getting those fast twitch muscle fibers fired up. And then um, on those workouts, make sure you always finish with 100 yards, you know, easy swimming. And then Thursday would be the same as Tuesday. Uh, maybe I even make the set instead of a 300 swim, 100 drill, I would make it like 400 swim, 100 drill. And then um, maybe this Friday do either off or have an easy 30-minute nonstop swim. You know, no um, expectations on it, just get in there and swim. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday, you know, kind of the same as Wednesday, just do some drills and finish it with some sprints. But the main thing is just mix it up, keep, you know, different and, you know, variety is definitely the spice of life and, and yeah. you got to do that with your workouts because I, I hear all the time about people that, you know, they get workouts from a plan, you know, on the internet or from, even from their coach. You know, it's like, go run for an hour, go do this for an hour. It's like, well, if you give people, you know, a little bit of spice to it to say, okay, if you're going to run for an hour, every three minutes, run fast for 15 seconds. And mm-hmm. it's so fast. Because yeah, it does. watch saying, oh, okay, cool, I got to go. And, you know, same thing with the swimming. Instead of hanging on the wall, I'd rather see my guys and girls just keep swimming. And, it, and the other day I did a workout with a guy, and I'm not in any kind of shape right now, and we did a workout, and, and I couldn't believe how quickly we did it, but I was like, wow, that's because we didn't stop. I didn't stop at all. I just kept, I went from the drills into the freestyle, back into the drills, and it was like over really, you know, very quickly. And I was like, wow, that's pretty that's pretty good. It's, it's, it's amazing what happens when you don't stop and hang out on the wall and have a conversation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, don't tell this to my training partner because uh, <laughs> I'm always thinking like, oh, man, come on, let me get this done and <laughs> we can chat later. Exactly. But, uh, okay. Cold and all that, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. 
you know, it's just it's key to, you know, you know, obviously stretch and you know, if you start having shoulder issues or, you know, little aches and pains, you need to back off for a couple of days and mm-hmm. maybe get back in the pool and just swim easy and, and try to find out what the problem is. Like try to pinpoint it, you know, just you know, put your fingers in there and say, Okay, you know, need your shoulders or your back or whatever it is, your triceps and try to find that point where it hurts and just try to, you know, give yourself a little massage and, and work it out. I mean that's that's for everything, but you know, it's right. you start swimming more than you ever have. So Right, and definitely stretching beforehand, that's a good point. A lot of people don't think, you know, they might need to stretch before swimming, but that's definitely something to remember as uh, you got to loosen up because you're still working out. It may not seem, you know, as intense because it's swimming, but you're still using those muscles, so that's definitely a good point. Absolutely, and just, you know, simple, something simple is like arm swings. You know, I, I, awesome. do five, I do five in one direction, five in the other direction. I do one arm at a time, then I do both arms at a time. And then I just sit them on the wall, um, you know, behind me, and, and that's it. I get in and I actually feel, you know, a little bit more loose than I would if I just jumped in and turned swimming. Okay. Gotcha. Um, now, if anybody had any questions about specifically how to do some of those drills, you mentioned like fingertip drag and that sort of thing. Yeah, definitely have some links. Um, you can definitely, you know, do a Google search, but I, I have some links. Um, if people need them, just send me an email. I could definitely send them a link. Okay. I know where they are. I just need to search for them a little bit. All right. And then go ahead and give your email one more time. Sure. It's mike at d3multisport.com. Okay. And that's D as in David. D as in David or Delta. Delta. Gotcha. Delta sounds much cooler, so we'll go with Delta. Okay, so I suppose that's going to wrap it up then for this this week's Coach's Corner. Um, learned all kinds of new stuff about your um, block focus and uh, our focus blocks rather. So I know I'm going to be busy in the pool here pretty quick, huh? You are. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, thanks again to Mike Ritchie. Um, and if anybody has any questions, uh, go ahead and email him. Um, otherwise, I guess uh, we'll be talking to you next week. Mike, thanks a lot. That sounds awesome. Oh, Iron Will, that that guy's a great coach. He is. He's kicking our butts around town, let me tell you what. And this is just, uh, you know, before the official base training even gets started. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely excited to be working with him. I feel already a lot farther along than I was this time last year. So I think it's going to be an awesome year. And by the way, this this kind of advice is, um, I mean, you folks are getting it for free. I mean, this this is uh, <laughs> this is priceless stuff. Are, yeah, these are professionals in the top of their fields, you know. Yeah. And I think that says something about them too. That they're um, they're yeah, they're these top professionals in their field and um, so experienced and uh, just like you know, like Steve from Hammer and um, you know Mike Ritchie. All these people um, are so generous with their time and their knowledge, right. and it just goes to show you the caliber of people involved in endurance events and, and training, I think it takes a special kind of person to be uh, so passionate about what they do and, you know, genuinely want to share that information with everybody else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're really, we're really lucky to have such awesome, uh, awesome people surrounding us. We are. Well, it's time uh, for my favorite segment. Um, oh. <laughs> next to Tri Boomer. No, just kidding. Um, uh, Try Life Lessons. And this is where you give your philosophy of sort of uh, how life and the sport triathlon uh, interweave with each other. And yeah. What are you talking about this week? You know, um, this week I've, I've kind of zoomed out a little bit and, and looked at um, this epic build here that I've been trying to put together. And I, I think a lot of people can relate to maybe a life work or, or something they're passionate about, some big project that, you know, you, you make some progress, two steps forward, one step back sometimes, and sometimes you get so discouraged and, you know, you want to give up and you don't want to, um, you, you know, you lose sight of, of the point of 
of anything. You know, competition comes in and it just it knocks you back. So this is just kind of one of those things like, uh, you know, keep your pace, keep going. I talk sometimes about the Prozac patch and how, um, you know, you're going to hit those rough spots. But if you just keep going, you'll get through to the other side and uh, make sure that you keep moving ahead. And I guess this is kind of like that. Going into 2007, it's definitely an uphill sort of endeavor, um, and it has been. And uh, so this is just maybe a little reminder that um, if you just keep going, eventually you get to the top. Oh, very cool. Let's, uh, let's roll it. All right. In the pool this morning, I was thinking about riding my bike. It, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I thought of the SEBA, Steelhead Epic Brick Adventure Workouts from a few summers ago. It was my first official big distance training during my first season, obviously to get ready for my A race at the time, Steelhead. It was also my first half Ironman, nearly my first triathlon for that matter. I was really terrified of the 56 miles. In fact, I remember wanting to die the first time my awesome training partners, VM and Shelly and I, swam the 1.2-mile course, then turned around and did the 56-mile ride. Guys, I said, I totally suck. How am I ever going to pull off this race? VM assured me that he felt he sucked just as righteously the first time he swam, then rode the course. But with each time, it got easier and easier. And it did. See, but number two's ride proved to be better. VM was right. Race day came, and after 30 miles, I felt like I'd just gotten on my bike. 56 miles now is a pretty basic training ride. A pretty basic training ride? Damn. I remember being freaked out just utterly at the prospect of a half-mile swim. Now, 2,000 yards is the absolute bare minimum to justify even getting wet. Wow. We evolved. I know that shouldn't be such a profound statement because, yeah, duh, we practice, we improve, but to sit beside yourself and look back at who you've been and at what your limitations were not all that long ago is pretty motivating for me. It makes me think, you know, I might think I suck at something right now, but this time next year, maybe one of my current goals will be standard training fodder. And I wonder how much else of life is that way. How many other obstacles or fears do we house that with a little time and practice and perception adjustment can become as unthreateningly common as Cheerios in the morning? Potential is amazing. Determination is liberating. So the way I see it, there's not much out there that need be terribly intimidating. <laughs> you are too kind. Too kind. Very, very nice. Well, let's let's um let's say goodbye. We, you know, we're going basically on a every other week schedule for now. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Definitely with um with all the training, I think a lot of things are different um this time around. So I think we're going to pretty consistently be able to do a biweekly show, and then um, maybe once the season hits, we'll we'll go to a monthly. I'm not sure exactly how it'll work, but uh, we'll we'll uh. Definitely gets you a lot of good information, um, better quality versus quantity, I think. <laughs>
Exactly. Um, so. We'll figure it out. And um, we, I do have a couple of great letters, but we'll read those next time because we're, we're just way, way over. So. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Okay. So you need to say goodbye. I do. All right, everybody. This is Iron Will. And until next time, signing off. And this is the, I was going to say the Trike Kahuna. This is the Iron Kahuna. Um, I miss the Trike Kahuna. Um, <laughs> Anyway, you transcended. This is the uh, Iron Kahuna uh, saying aloha and mahalo. All right, it's that time again for the business section of our show. Get Your Geek On is sponsored by BMC Bikes, Cyclops Power, Zip Speed Weaponry, Two Times You, Human Performance Multiplied, Noon Active Hydration, D3 Multisport, Colorado Multisport, Shoe Wallet, Nepsa, Hammer Nutrition, and is affiliated with Team Race Athlete. For comments, suggestions, or sponsorship inquiries, or to submit a soundbite for the show, visit the sidebar of trygeekdreams.com or through th3wall.com for more information. Get Your Geek On is a production of Iron Geek New Media. If you want to help sponsor the um, Tri Scholarship or uh, help sponsor the show, and you can uh, hit the PayPal buttons on either of our websites, and we'd appreciate any, any, kind of, any help you can give. And for a token of the Get Your Geek On show, or to get your shirt for the New Year's Day tribe, visit getyourgeekon.spreadshirt.com. I yeah. think that's it. And uh, now, now we're going to talk about our epic screw-ups. <laughs> Aloha, triathletes. Welcome to another... You made noise when I, when I was doing that. I was... <laughs> Sorry. So rude. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. It's your first conference call, is it not? I know. I'm so excited. Jeez. What do you think of the chance of this going through? <laughs> <laughs> this is Stephanie. I'm not being like mm-hmm. Nice job. I suck. <laughs> All right. Let's try this one more time. You can edit this show, by the way. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Seaborn, 405. Let me see. Edit. Oh, duh. I said 40. No wonder. I'm calling 405. 406. All right. Here. Now it'll work. This is Stephanie. I'm not the Oh, this should not be this difficult. There's a lot of technology involved in that. There really is. I'm going to be. I'm going to have like a little party if this actually works. Let's, let's, let's listen for the ring. <gasps> Yay! I did it. <laughs> cool. If you, um, for comments, oh, God, so much stuff. Okay. Get Your Geek On is sponsored by BMC Bikes, Cyclops Power, Zip Speed Weaponry, 2 times 2 Human Performance Multiplied, Zoom, Net. Get Your Geek On is sponsored by BMC Bikes, Cyclops Power, <laughs> Shut up. Okay, is that good? I think we're good. Okay. Yeah, holy cow. That's going to be a fun edit. All right, you totally have to pretend this didn't really happen.